In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of the Beatitudes. Blessed are the persecuted. This conversation was originally recorded in September of 2022. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make homes possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation. I know, I know you're not the only one hurting today. Um, and maybe, maybe something in this, uh, today will, uh, will be an encouragement. Um, Matthew 5.10, blessed are the persecuted because of righteousness. You, you remember that's my favorite word. Uh, it's, it's the word that means righteousness and justice. So blessed are those who are persecuted because they're standing up for justice. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. It takes courage. It takes self-differentiation. It takes managing anxiety to really follow the way of Jesus. Because the Jesus way is countercultural. So we live in a in a culture that it seems like the non-Jesus way is the norm. And and I don't mean I don't mean do I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the way of Jesus, the things that Jesus was about, um, are their counter our culture. And and I think Brenda, your story is is a story of the culture lies, cheats, hides deals in order to make their way in the world. And when you stand against that, you're going to get persecuted because, because the people doing those sorts of things don't want to be found out and they don't want the system to change. So they're benefiting off a system that perpetuates injustice. Uh, and so persecution is going to come every time. So, so recognize group. I, a lot of times people say, well, I'm persecuted just because people don't agree with me or they believe something different than I believe. And that's really not what persecution is. So here, here's what the word persecute means. It, it literally means to pursue, to run after someone with the intent with the intention of doing them harm. And it also means, so, so it means to chase people down, but it also means the opposite. It means to drive people away. Y'all know I play poker and I usually play poker every night and I have a community that I play poker with. And there are a couple of people at my table that are regulars that have a stalker. And their stalker comes to the table every night 
And his only purpose is to annoy them. Now, I can't imagine living my life in such a way. But literally, he looks for our table and he comes to our table and he shows up and his whole purpose is he's wanting to bug, annoy uh, these these other people. And, and to me, that's what came to mind with this idea of of pursuing someone in order to to just to hound them uh to to annoy them to disrupt them uh you know if you're on social media and and you have people that follow you on social media just to argue with you i think that's what persecution looks like the real Jesus people. And by real Jesus people, this is what I believe about that. I mean, people that are determined to follow his way, not just believe in him to get eternal life. The real Jesus people will be ridiculed, argued with, verbally attacked, talked about behind their backs, And in, in the day in which we live, unfortunately, often that ridiculing, argue, arguing, verbally attacking, talking about behind our backs, trying to bring us down is sometimes done by people who claim to believe in Jesus in order to get to heaven. And that's, and that's the hardest part, I think. And I want to distinguish between a belief in Jesus and, you know, that he's forgiven my sins. Yeah, I prayed the prayer. I've walked the aisle. I got baptized. Whatever is done in your tradition to, to say, yeah, I believe in Jesus in order to get to heaven uh, is, is different than those who follow Jesus as a way of life. And that's what Jesus invited us into. Jesus called people to discipleship. And discipleship is come follow my way, come align with my teachings. And, and what I deeply believe, folks, is that these beatitudes, I, I mean, you could, you could almost summarize the teachings of Jesus in these beatitudes. So here's what I want to do with you. I, I, I had a fun time doing this. I went through and just put out the key words in each of these beatitudes of the way of Jesus and then the non-way of Jesus or the non-Jesus way is really better English. So walk with me through this and, and you and hear me, you'll come up with some things that I haven't even thought of yet. So real Jesus people are humble, unpretentious, and don't have contempt for anybody. Non-Jesus people arrogantly look down on others. They put others down so that they can feel better about themselves. They view with contempt anyone 
that disagrees with them or anyone that gets in the way of them accomplishing what they want to accomplish. So if I'm going to align with Jesus, I'm going to be humble, unpretentious, and have no contempt for anybody. Jesus people, the Jesus way, are those who, who mourn and grieve and lament. And I don't know all that that means, but for today, here's the way I want to highlight it. Jesus people lament wrong in the world. They mourn when people are not treated right and fair. It troubles them. They're not untroubled. They're, they're not untroubled. Are, are they? Yeah, Jesus people are not untroubled. The non-Jesus people are only concerned with themselves and their own happiness and their own desires. And they have no concern for people not of their tribe. Feel free to interrupt me at any time. The Jesus way is non-aggressive, non-violent, and non-vengeful. And oh my gosh, do we live in a culture that's aggressive, violent, and vengeful. So the non-Jesus way are those who prefer aggression, violence, and vengeance. At its extreme, they are the ones that want to bomb somebody and just blow them off the map. Pardon, didn't turn my phone off. Um, the non-Jesus people's agenda is, is to de defeat the other side, hurt them, and make them look bad. I've got notes on this. I'll be happy to send you my notes if y'all don't want to take them today, okay? That's, uh, all right, we could just quit right there, couldn't we? The Jesus way is, is the way of, of people who long for justice in the world. Those who want every person in the world to have enough and for nobody to be afraid. Those who long for well-being for everyone, not just the people in my tribe. And the anti-Jesus way, notice I changed the word from the non-Jesus way to the anti-Jesus way, because I think that's really what it is. It's not just non-Jesus, it's against Jesus. So the anti-Jesus way are those who are concerned only about themselves and their own life of ease and convenience. Their own protection, their own income, those focused on getting their way with no concern for anybody else. 
if if we if we don't learn. So so maybe I say, well, I, I don't have much concern for people other than than my me or my tribe. Okay, well then it becomes a goal focus. So so for me, these are the guiding principles of Jesus that Jesus invites us to take on into our life. And so okay. It's it's a, an aspirational guiding principle that I become a person that longs for justice in the world, and isn't just worried about winning. The next one, the Jesus way, is is the merciful, compassionate, and gen, generous way. I mean, it, it's almost repetitive. It's using different language, but it's almost the same ideas. So the anti-Jesus way are those who don't care about anybody but themselves and are angry at everybody else. Those who are not generous unless it benefits them in some way. Those who are only concerned with stockpiling more for themselves. The Jesus way are those who are completely genuine and sincere, who who don't lie and don't deceive in order to get what they want. And the anti-Jesus people are those who who put on a face or put on a front just to get what they want. Those who twist the truth for their own profit and their own gain. Those who twist the truth so that they will look better, no matter what the consequences are. Those are the anti-Jesus people. The Jesus way and the Jesus people are those who are willing to take a stand as peacemakers. Those who will work for wholeness. And and here's the way, so let's think of it even politically. Those who will work together with others, sometimes even those they disagree with, to do what's best for the common good, to solve problems, to accomplish things. To me, that's that's peacemakers. The non-Jesus way, the anti-Jesus way are people who who either shut up and hide and become peacekeepers, or they're the people that are troublemakers. Y'all remember this, it was just last week. Those who don't care about wholeness, those who choose strife and discord continuously. Those who break the peace and stir up conflict, and, I, and I'm going I'm to get personal here, just so their political party wins. Those who avoid hard conversations and who hide who they really are. Those who refuse to work together to come up with workable solutions are the people that are anti-Jesus people. So as I, I pondered this, I reflected on it today even, 
uh, I thought about the political divide here in the U.S. and and in it. And here's what I want to say: I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent. Behave like Jesus. Just behave like Jesus. <laughs> behave like Jesus people. Okay, we disagree on how we're going to resolve things. Okay, that's all right. It's okay to disagree. But take on these qualities. So let me be humble and unpretentious and don't look down on people. Feel for those that are grieving and have lost things. Don't be aggressive and violent and vengeful and attack. Be concerned for the well-being of everybody, not just your tribe. Be merciful and compassionate and generous. Be completely genuine and sincere and never lie or deceive and work together for wholeness. And if you'll do that, even if I disagree with your politics, you'll look like Jesus. And, and for me, that's what we've got to get back to today. We've lost that. We're angry, and, and we've become aggressive, and I'm about to start meddling and preaching, and I'm going to zip it and stop it right there before I go any further. Let's align with Jesus. And when we do, whether that's on our job, whether that's in our home, whether it's in our neighborhood, or whether that's in our country, we can expect persecution. I think that's what Jesus says. Uh, don't be surprised by it. It's not easy. It's hard. Why is it hard? Because it's countercultural. Because it's not like the way most people live. But it's my way, Jesus says. And I invite you to come follow it. And here's why. Because ultimately, it is the way to the fully alive life that you desire. That's why. And why? Why live this way? Because when you live this way, the kingdom comes. And you see, Blessed are those, so let me read it for you, happy, satisfied, fully alive, are those who live the radical, countercultural Jesus way of life, and as a result are ridiculed and persecuted. For they experience the God-designed heavenly life right now. They live in the bright new world. And they live today in the bright new world of God's kingdom. That'll preach. And I wish we had a good preacher to preach it because it will certainly preach. Talk to me. What's that stir up? I think you're doing a pretty good job preaching it. <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. That's why I keep you around. You keep me pumped up. Awesome. When you were saying uh, kingdom come, mm -hmm. 
literally every day in, in my vehicle as I was going to work. And it's, it's an hour drive, it was an hour drive. Um, that was that was my chronic, constant prayer. You know, let your kingdom come, your yeah. will be done on yeah. earth as it is in heaven. And and I just kept asking him to give me the strength to operate mm -hmm. in that will. Yeah. And, and Brenda, if, if I could interrupt, and my encouragement for you is take take these ways and even as they come against you, make sure you live this way. You don't 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 attack them when they attack you. And that's going to be the hard part, right? Oh, I mean, it, it, I, I was attacked actually verbally and mm -hmm. publicly humiliated in mm -hmm. front of an entire office ripped to shreds and I didn't retaliate. And yes, you're right. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Every part of my inside being was shaking and, and vibrating so bad and, and, and then try not to tear up, try not to, you know, show that sign of weakness, but, or walk off. Mm -hmm. I said, and, and I would, I would come home in tears and, and I, my husband kept saying, just quit, just quit. And I said, I'm not quitting. There is a reason I'm there. I'm not quitting. Mm -hmm. So I, Good. I love, I love this whole message. Thank you. A couple of thoughts. Um, I was listening to a podcast this morning on the lectionary gospel for um, this coming Sunday, which is the one about the wicked manager and who who goes and forgives the debts so that he can look good when he leaves his employ of the the owner um and one of the the statements that came out was that uh, being a disciple of jesus is not a part-time venture mm -hmm. and i really appreciated mm -hmm. that it's mm -hmm. it's about all of us it's it's yes we're gonna screw up and and we're gonna we're gonna make mistakes and we're gonna look like we're part of the anti-Jesus crowd, if you will. Um, but we're trying and we know better. Yeah. And, and the other thought was a question that somebody asked me last night that I have no answer to is one of the professors was having dinner with me. And he said, as Christians, should we be will wishing that Ukraine will win? What a question, because does winning mean more right. violence? Right. It, yeah, I, I don't have <laughs> a good answer. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, I, and I think the problem, Judith, is there's no good answers for a lot of big questions. Yeah, I think so. What, what's the answer? So we, we live here in Texas. We live with the border issue every day. Yeah. I, okay. I don't know what the answer is, but here's what I know. What we're doing isn't working on either side. Right. It isn't working. And we need to find a solution. Just, okay, so so my hope, I don't know. I don't know whether, should we hope for Ukraine to win? What, what I hope for is peace. Yeah. What I hope for is wholeness to be restored to both Russia exactly. and Ukraine. Mm hmm but I don't know how to accomplish that. That's what, <laughs> no. that's, that's why, that's why I'm not some big wig. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just a talker. Damning. But maybe that's the answer. 
that there shouldn't be an answer. Every time we, everything in us wants to land on an answer because that brings us certainty yeah. and peace yeah. and resolution. And we take comfort in that and taking comfort in the God of all comfort. And I think that's one of the most damaging and dangerous things happening in Christianity today is this overwhelming urge and need for certainty, right? Yep. Yep. That's dividing us. We're not mm -hmm. able to live with uncertainty and differences anymore. That leads me to a couple of the thoughts I had while you were talking, Ken. And um, I'm, I'm finding I'm more and more sensitive. This is, you were talking Jesus, but I'm all the more sensitive to um, this bifurcation of anti-Jesus, pro-Jesus. And that I was thinking of my, my atheist friends, political women's group friends in Michigan who would not identify as Christian and mm -hmm. yet they are filled with love, with sense of righteousness, mm -hmm. with, um, they're not looking for vengeance, they are looking for mm -hmm. justice. And, and, and I don't think they would ever in a million years say they are mm -hmm. led by the spirit of Jesus, but mm -hmm. I would, right. I'm thinking more and more where goodness and light and love are, that's where God's spirit is. Whether you want to mm -hmm. call it that or not, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. are. That's one side of the equation. On the other side of this bifurcation are those of us who follow Jesus, say we follow Jesus, and yet, by golly, we get vengeful, or we mm -hmm. get angry, or mm -hmm. we get fill in the blank. And we almost need our own sliding scale of, you know, today I'm a 6.0 Jesus follower mm -hmm. or a 2.5 follower. Mm -hmm. We could rate ourselves daily. None of us would ever hit a 10. Right. 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 So I'm just more and more, I'm thinking about certainty. I'm thinking about black mm -hmm. and whites and, and your message um, brought together all of those thoughts in my mind. Yeah, that's. That's, that was a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, no, it's always good. I, I'm still hung up on bifurcatious. I have no clue what that means. You too. You know what I mean. I, Black and white. I understand. Two-sided. Thank you. you. Don't, you goodness. I, I, what the, and what your comments stir up for me, Tammy, is um, many Christians I know think the world needs to repent. And the reality is they need to repent. Tidy answer, right? If you would just repent, everything would be right. better. Right. And there we go. We're back to certainty. Right. But the truth is, I mean, you were saying, so I'm a six on the one to 10 scale of following Jesus today. And I need to repent of the four points that I'm not, that I'm not uh, following Jesus in. And and if every day I'm repenting and saying, okay, Lord, yeah, oh my gosh, I got aggressive, angry, and, and verbally violent today. Okay, repent. Uh, the other thing that stirred up for me is you don't have to call yourself a Christian to align with the teachings of Jesus. You may not even acknowledge Jesus. I mean, your atheist friends, they look more like Jesus than some Christian go to church every Sunday people that I know. Yeah, they do. And that's exactly what I was trying to say. 
Yeah. They certainly wouldn't call themselves Jesus followers, but no. in many ways are more Christ-like than many Christians I know. And, and, and don't ever tell them they are Jesus followers. <laughs> yes. And don't tell my Christian friends that I'm acknowledging God. Right. In- those people <laughs> right but 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 yeah but again we are so black and white no no you're either in or you're out mm-hmm. well they can't be in because they they right now don't believe there is a god oh well they can't be in yeah god help us all <laughs> amen to that please god help me see what i don't see here comes Sean. Look out. Is it working? Bring it, bring it, brother Sean. Can you hear it? Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, you know, as I was listening, I've been been listening, you know, the last few weeks going through this. One of the things that is um that that has been stirred up for me is there's this like thread through the gospels where Jesus seems to have some kind of insight into what's going to happen to him that he's coming closer and closer to the cross and we can, you know, there's all yeah. kinds of theological arguments, but, but he seems to have some kind of insight and, and it seems to be like a, a journey arc that all who are going to participate in this kingdom in this now place are going to experience. And um, looking at the Beatitudes as this, like um, they're not just philosophy, mm-hmm. like he's actually living them out and going to live them out even deeper in his mm-hmm. in his storyline um it just it just has like a different level of weight than a a guru on a mountainside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and and even seeing um so for me the persecuted part is you know when he's with the disciples and peter cuts off the ear and jesus heals the ear yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um it would have been you know if, if that was any of our stories and like, Hey, these guys came and they're going to arrest us. And, you know, somebody, you know, and then we ran away. Like that would be like a hero's story. Right. But Jesus goes, no, this thing's different. And yeah. the people sitting amongst him don't really know this yet. And, and he's being, there's like, there's a sense of like mercy and compassion in there and that there is a, there is a following this out and reacting totally different to however you were, you, know, you said, oh, we need the whole world to repent. And I, I think we do need the whole world to rethink its thinking. Absolutely. Ab- about how it's how it would react in this situation, how would I react? I mean, you without getting into the details, you know, you just the the latest migrant stunt played in the last few days here. And you know, my social media, I, I have to like shut it off. I can't respond because my instinct is to attack um Mm -hmm. which isn't which isn't a jesus way but then a part of me is like but no one's attacking in this way that i can see anyway anyway i get all mixed in with that and it's just like um but this this jesus way is a way that was actually lived out and actually demonstrated in christ um and it's it's not just a doctrinal belief or or a philosophizing about the world it's actually flesh on bone flesh on spirit in the world and and um you know uh i don't know the sermon on the mount i always have this image of really broken people 
being called to this incredibly high and lofty space um, that pulls them into this higher space of kings and diplomats and world leaders. It pulls them into this secret space and and uh, yeah. the, perse the persecuted one becomes in times and in seasons um, a huge marker of those who follow Jesus and those who don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that we live in a space where it's words mostly and it's feelings that get hurt mostly. Um, yeah. But there's been times in history it was those who choose not to retaliate and, and, re and receive, you know, anyway that, that's just that it's it's flesh and bone that's kind of what i was yeah spurred up with i love it thank you sean i love it i i also i think there's something in here i've 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 read uh i've read an author called walter wink uh i don't know if any of you've read walter wink but uh wink uh, so so uh, this is influenced by some of his his writing um I think being a peacemaker, uh, it it means that I I I I still get to take a stand and define myself. This is what I think. This is what I believe, and I can stand against aggression without being aggressive. But I do take a stand. So anyway. Good. So I was asked to lead, um, or to pray an invocation at the rededication of a historic marker um, this weekend. And it seemed like a good idea. It's the bicentennial of this, the placement of this historic marker. And it was a nice invitation. I'm not sure how, they, how the DAR got my name, but they did. And, and so I said, sure. And then I started doing some research because I want to make a prayer that I want to write a prayer that's relevant and appropriate. And as I'm doing this research yesterday, I find that this is the marker is commemorating the founding of one of the counties here, the county where our church happens to be located. And its um, founding was right after the land was taken from the Native Americans. Um, and they were sent off to more difficult living situations um, so that the white settlers could settle in this area. And I thought, how in heaven's name am I going to pray this prayer based on this history? Um, how can I celebrate the founding of this because it was right. on the backs of the indigenous people here? Um, and I'm not going to back out because that would not be appropriate. So I am going to add that we're praying for all those who came before, including the indigenous. Hmm. Um, I don't want to be offensive to the group that's having the party and the celebration, but I also can't, I can't ignore it. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll see how this goes. If you've got suggestions, I'm open. <laughs> I don't have any suggestions. It, it came right after learning more this week because I had to give a presentation on some resolutions um, that we passed at our general convention. And some of them have to do with 
getting more information about the indigenous boarding schools that happened in this country. And there were mm -hmm. three in the state of Michigan, three pretty horrible ones. And as I've mm -hmm. learned more about it, the slogan for which they were, were started um, was kill the Indian, save the man. And that's just so disturbing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so then to find out I'm leading the prayer at this um, rededication um, seems a little ironic, um, but I'll do my best. Might be a God thing too. Might be. I don't, I don't think there are coincidences. <laughs> Thank you, Judith. Thank you all. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for the conversation. Um, I don't know what else to say. I want to live the way of Jesus. I don't live it very well. I want to get better. Um, I'm sorry uh, for you that are experiencing some persecution. Um, I hate it for you and I hate it when it happens to me and I'm glad it's not happening to me right now, but just know we're with you. This concludes our study of the Beatitudes and I have no clue where to go next. So y'all can be praying for me that I'll hear some direction about where to go next because it's hard when Thursday comes and you don't have a clue. So um, just be thinking with me about that. information about faith walking visit www.faithwalking.us we want to remind you faith walking exists because of your financial support please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate thank you for listening